0: Well, hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. We are back with another episode of the Common Good Podcast, where uh, we highlight everyday, regular, ordinary people of faith who are finding ways to utilize their passions, their skills, their gifts, uh, their resources, uh, even an influence for the common good. And so, uh, you know, the hope is that as we we share these stories, uh, you're going to be inspired, you're going to be encouraged, uh, you'll be challenged to so think about the ways in which. God might be inviting you personally to um, to be about the common good and to think about how uh, God might be wanting to use you in the spaces and places that you influence and occupy on a day-to-day basis. And so uh, we know we took a little bit of a break over the summer, but we are back uh, with the series. And uh, today I am so, so excited to have on the show one of our very own, uh, Sherry Sue. Uh, Sherry, thanks so much for uh, coming and hanging out with us and taking time out of your day to um, to chat.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rice. It's good to be here and excited to chat.
0: For sure. It's crazy, right? I mean, it was good just catching up the other week. Uh, it's crazy, though, how like just to, to catch up, you literally have to schedule like Zoom calls with people, right? Uh, but it was so good just to be able to, to catch up and, and hear how you're doing. And um, I'm super excited as we kind of started talking about some of the things that you've been doing mm-hmm. on, a, on a day-to-day basis with with just your job and career. I think. You know we both are like you know what it'd be awesome just to get you on the podcast and have you share a little bit more of kind of what that looks like uh for the rest of of the church and, and our listeners on the on the show so um again so appreciate that um well yeah let's just jump right in if, if you're cool with that um, yeah that sounds good okay so for those that don't know um you in, in terms of your vo- this is your vo- vocation right this is your nine mm-hmm. to five this is your job um you work as a a public policy consultant mm-hmm. and, um that right there, it sounds intimidating <laughs> to me. I'm like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? Uh, but maybe you can just start by talking about, uh, especially for our listeners that maybe aren't super familiar with the term or or what the industry looks like. Um, what exactly uh, does a public policy consultant do? Uh, what, what is, what is your job? What does that look like on, on a day-to-day basis? Maybe we can just start there. Yeah, sure. and happy
1: to. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, so public policy consulting is a field I didn't know existed, and when I first heard about it, I, I also didn't know what that meant, and it actually took me a while to find a way to kind of concisely describe what I do, but basically I um, consult for the public sector, so a lot of you have probably heard of consulting in general and you think of these big firms. Um, I basically do that, but for public sector clients. So my clients are cities, counties, the state, it could be the parks district, school district, library district, um, transit agency, any kind of public sector agency. Um, Occasionally we do some nonprofit work, uh, but mostly it's um, with the public sector. And in terms of topic area, it could be policy issues anywhere from transportation to housing, Um, I've done some public health work did some education work so it's a lot of different types of um, topic areas none of which I was really specifically trained in but it's fun because I get to learn about a lot of different things that I feel like really affect um, my life and um, people in my my life and people I don't know yeah um so at my firm um or the firm I work at (laughs) it's not my firm uh It's a pretty small firm, um, around 20-something people. We have some different practices. I work in the finance and economics practice, um, which basically means I do um, work from funding studies to, um, you know, if a community wants to build a park and they want to know whether it's feasible, um, maybe they want to do an economic impact study to see what would be the impact of building a golf course here, um, or uh, sometimes we do community needs assessment. So I've worked for some communities um, in, in this greater Seattle area, just to know what are the needs um, of that community, whether that's mental health, whether that's education, um, it's, it's a lot of topics. Uh, those are just a couple of examples. Um, I also do a lot of fiscal and budget related work. So I get to look at budgets of cities and help them figure out whether it's sustainable, whether they need more funding, um, whether they need to change their expenses. Um, so those are some examples of, of what I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you had mentioned kind of the specific niche that you work on or within kind of public policy, right? Is around kind of finance economics. Is your background in finance and economics or like how did you find yourself kind of in this this space? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's one of those stories where I think uh, everyone's stories of like this where I didn't intend to end up here, but when you look back, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I studied economics and international studies in college, so I was always kind of in an econ area, um, but I went a lot of different places. I went to, you know, I worked for a while after grad school. I thought about law school, decided I didn't want to do, I, I was interested in law, but decided I shouldn't actually be a lawyer and, you know, go to court, and I didn't want to do that. Um, decided I liked doing research and writing I actually went to grad school. So I went to grad school in Boston to study international policy because I wanted to work in D.C. and work from maybe the government or work in international policy or federal policy. Um, That was in 2015. Uh, When I graduated in 2017, I had, um, I joined an internship in D.C. as well and decided I didn't really think it was the best fit for me. Um, it was also a different environment in that time. And I realized I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually work um, for the federal government and that I wanted to kind of have an impact closer to home. So I pivoted at that point to look for work in local public policy in Seattle, which is um, where I am, which is where I wanted to end up. And so I always had this sort of finance economic background, but I, um, I went down a kind of a winding path where I wanted to work for the, the government and I did like international trade policy kind of studying or, um, didn't really ever ex- expect to, to end up back here doing this work, but, um, it's been a really good fit so far. So I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. I totally forgot. I'm, Cause I remember that one of the early times that we connected, right. I think you had just yeah finished out over at Boston yeah. back to Seattle. That's right. Yep, I finished grad school. Didn't like, okay. we? I think. That's, yeah. That was like our first meeting ever. Yep. Yep. In the yep. podcast. I almost forgot about that. Wow.
1: Yes, I remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, well, I'm curious. You know, this is um, it's the common good podcast, right? And uh, mm-hmm. one of the questions that I typically like to ask is, and certainly for someone like yourself who uh, you know is part of uh, the church, uh, your personal faith. Uh, I would love to hear um maybe kind of a two-part question one how Mm -hmm. do you kind of think about and understand this idea of the common good um Mm -hmm. and then you know it it obviously sounds like you have been very intentional about your career choices and and your Mm -hmm. um i'd love to kind of hear after you share kind of what your definition of the common good is how you see the work that you do um as a public policy consultant how does that kind of fit into um kind of that vision and that picture of the common good and how you see yourself uh, participating and in, in working for the common good? I think it'd be awesome to kind of hear some of that.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a big question, but um, yeah. important one. So I, I I think of the common good as um, what benefits the collective, what benefits other people, um, what's in the interest of other people and not just myself. Um, so I see my work in policy as bringing information to policymakers who will ultimately make decisions that affect everyone um, and to be able to give them the most accurate, informed, kind of accessible and comprehensive data that allows them to make those decisions. Um, That's kind of the role I've always wanted to have was I never, you know, I don't personally want to be a politician or make those decisions, but they are reading reports, they're looking at charts, they're um, looking at survey results, you know, they're taking in all this information to make decisions, these elected officials. And I see my role as getting to put together those pieces of information, right? Like I write reports that they read or I summarize them into short memos that they might read. Um, I've presented to city councils, I've presented to the state legislature um, in Olympia, or recently over Zoom. Um, and it's 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 really meaningful that I get to say words that they'll hear. And I feel like I'm representing the voices that I've um, heard and kind of synthesized together into information for them. And that's how I see my role um, is kind of giving them the information I think they need to make decisions.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, So when you do that, <clears throat> Sherry, are you like in terms of what that relationship looks like as you're providing kind of these resources, these reports, is it kind of like, here's the information, go and do it, do with it as you please? Or is there kind of this, there's a follow up to it and, and, you know, you're actually coming alongside of these different individuals and actually kind of taking that data and kind of making informed decisions. Like, where does that kind of, where does that relationship kind of start and end? Okay.
1: So most of the time, our clients are not the elected officials themselves. It'll be like a city staff member or, you know, a parks district staff member or something. And we'll work with that person um, throughout the project. And that's where I get to have a lot of input into what the final product is. Um, The end point would be kind of a city council presentation, for example. And at that point, I'm not following up. I'm here's information and here you go. Um, but I think getting to that point is is really important because, you know, what is the chart you're looking at? What are you comparing the statistics? To? What kind of chart? Are you going to use a bar chart or a donut chart? Like all these little things affect how they've taken the information. And if I rewind a bit and think about some of the ways that I am able to give input during, the, you know, the, the process of putting together that project, it's it's thinking of questions like who are you including um, we do a lot of community outreach and, you know, questions like who's included, what what time are you scheduling this town hall, who can actually attend a town hall at this time, yeah. um, making a survey, thinking of questions like, you know, what language is, is the survey in, are you um, publicizing the survey so that people can access it, um, you know, I do a lot of data analysis, so that's something where I'm always thinking about, does this chart actually represent You know what's going on. Um, A lot of times, how you label the chart, how you put together the chart, you know, affects how you read it. Um, So those are some of the areas where I get to have input and help shape what ultimately gets to a report. You know, goes in a PowerPoint that some
0: state legislator um, might take away. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, I I love to kind of shift a little bit and kind of talk about. um, We haven't. I don't think we've yet at this point had anyone kind of talk about really politics um, mm-hmm. on the show yet. And so I love, you know, we're in an election year, obviously a pretty significant one. <clears throat> and um, I'd love to kind of just pick your brain a little bit about kind of even as you think about <clears throat> the work that you do, since you're so close to the ground, obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of working with, um, you know, public officials, uh, legislation. What are kind of some of your thoughts uh, just in terms of kind of just engaging in politics? And, you know, I've heard this before, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard people say to me, you know, so often, especially when it comes to like election years, we're thinking about the president, uh, but actually the more important kind of work really happens at the local level. Like local (laughs) politics is actually the more, even more important thing and crucial thing in terms of uh, the implications and impact that it has on, on actual people. And when we think about this idea of the common good, right? And, uh, and, and wanting to ensure that hopefully there, there are policies in place that are helping and benefiting, right? People that certainly oftentimes maybe are neglected uh, or are on the margins. Um, I don't know, maybe just talk a little bit about that uh, since it sounds like a lot of the work that you do is really at the local level. Like how do you kind of think about um, local politics in terms of how that works um, and, and really what that kind of means and why that's important?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, local politics are definitely just as important as um, federal politics. Um, So many policies are set at the local level. I honestly didn't even know until I got into this, this area of work myself, just how much of our lives are affected by policies that are set locally, you know, by the city, the county, the state, and all these types of districts around us, you know. The roads that you're traveling on, um, the schools that you might attend, mm-hmm. um, the housing that could be built in specific neighborhoods. Um, you know, whether they're library, whether you have a park here, what kind of park? Who, um, like, who can? Back to the housing topic, which I think is a big topic right now. Um, yep. Affordable housing is definitely a, an issue in this this area. Um, so many of these policies are are set at locally. Um, and, and it's, it's really important for us to engage and to know what's going on. Um, even if it doesn't affect you directly, it affects your neighbor. Um, it affects people that you may never meet. Um, and, and I think we all have, we have an ability to, to influence how people live.
0: Yeah, wow. So w- when you think about I mean, that affects all of us, right? Um, On so many different levels. When you think about then the importance of like being engaged uh, in that uh, kind of work, like what does that look like? Or how are ways then um, that someone like myself who, you know, doesn't work in politics or, you know, like how does the the average person really, one, I I guess, how do they learn about these things? How, How can they really care about these things? And then what does that look like practically to, to, to be engaged in ways that you're kind of suggesting?
1: Sure, so um, because we have an election, I'll start by saying we should all, if you're able to, then you should vote. Um, the deadline for registration registering to vote in Washington is October 26th, um, but you should have received your ballots already. And so please uh, vote early. Um, you don't need a stamp you can drop it in a mailbox or take it to a Dropbox. so that's that's one thing um i think aside from voting or maybe in addition to not aside um you know really learn about the issues uh that are that are going on so you know read the voters pamphlet there is a statewide one there's also a local one um, there's actually a lot of information in there, and I encourage you to actually read it. You know, they have explanatory statements. There are statements for and against. Look at who's endorsing what. That usually tells you a lot. Um, go online. There are a lot of voter guides out there um, that kind of go through issues in different ways. Um, just, you know, I, I really encourage you to learn about every everything that's on your specific ballot and, like, develop an opinion, right, even if it doesn't affect you, like, say you're not in school, but there's something about a school. Well, it's still your tax dollars. You know, if it's I, thing about um, funding a road, just realize that this is coming out of our tax money, whether that's your property tax, um, whether you own a home or not, you pay it and, you know, if you're renting, you still pay it indirectly. Uh, mm-hmm. Sales tax, there are a lot of taxes we pay that kind of get funneled in, into where that money is spent. And so a lot of what's on the ballot um, right now is about funding and, and where you want that money to go. Um, there are some ballot measures related to um, police accountability in the King County one. Um, there are, there's a lot in there. Um, so this is this is really an opportunity to kind of take a stance. I think aside from voting, um, I would encourage you to learn who your elected officials are. So that's you know your mayor, city council, county council who are your state legislators your um so that's your state senator and state house rep um all of this is pretty easily accessible online if you just kind of do a quick google and i think it just helps to kind of have some ownership over people who are making decisions that affect you and realize it's not just some people out there but you actually elect these people um and you know the the vote the, um, the races are closer locally than, than federally. And, and like every vote really does matter. I think one other th- um, point I want to make is just uh, think about how you can bring other people along in the process. So as you are becoming educated and as you're showing up, um, you know, whether that's going to public meetings, um, filling out surveys, uh, you know, sometimes you get these city newsletters and it's like, we want to hear from you. You know, there's a lot of ways that the cities are usually trying to get you to engage. So I would encourage you to do that. And at the same time, really try to bring others along, mm-hmm. right? It's about not leaving anyone behind. Um, I I'll want to give you a quick story. I was on a bus um, a while ago before COVID mm-hmm. and uh, they were conducting a survey. I think it was either Sound Transit or Metro. Um, and I, I think it was one of those moments where I think sometimes it's easier to just like, oh, I don't want to do it, you know, yeah. but I remember just for a split second thinking, yeah, like i work in the field. I analyze these surveys. I, you know, do the survey. So it takes a few minutes, you yeah. know, get a survey, do the survey. But I also noticed that they were handing them out to, um, people who didn't speak English. And there was a woman next to me who spoke Chinese and didn't speak English. And she was like, I can't do the survey. So I asked the person if they had surveys in other languages and they did, because usually they do, and he had a whole stack. Um, So I found the survey that was in Chinese and then like, you know, helped her to be able to take the survey. That whole exchange took a couple of minutes, but that's, that's an example of kind of the small things you can do where if you're given an opportunity to, ha- you know, give your voice, do that, and then look around you at who is not able to do that or just needs, you know, just help them to also give their voice. Yeah, that's that's kind of my my um, piece good. of encouragement.
0: It seems like such a simple thing, um, but yet it still takes effort and energy, right? In inertia. And I wonder if, um, you know, like even think about for myself, right? Partly because I feel like there's so much that I just don't know. It's, it's almost easier to just like not engage, right? It's almost like, okay. And you know, that whole idea of like, well, does my vote even really matter, right? Uh, like, what would you say to someone like myself, right? Who like, okay, I kind of get your point. Like, I see how the policy is important, how it affects people. Um, but it just seems like, there's so much like work that kind of needs to happen Mm -hmm. in order to to be educated in order to be aware and then certainly to like be able to like come alongside other people and to like help others along um i don't know I, i guess what would be like your challenge right or or even like encouragement um or i don't know even practical advice right just in terms of like someone that that knows that this is important but they're they're they just maybe need a little bit of a, of a nudging. What are some maybe things that you would say to them or to us?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard right now. Um, there's just so much going on. And I think yeah. I also get burned out sometimes, right. You're just scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and it's like, it's too much. Um, and like, I feel that too. And I work in this field and I still get burned out and it kind of, you know, I kind of go between these extremes of feeling really hopeless, like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And this other extreme of feeling like I have to go like fix it. Um, Neither of which I think are really healthy places to be. And I I think my encouragement is to find the balance for yourself where um, you are staying engaged in a way that is healthy for you, right? So if you need to take a break, take a break and then come back, phone down for a bit come back or pick one issue that you're interested in and like research that issue thoroughly and then you know share about it you don't have to be an expert on everything even I when I was reading the ballot the voters pamphlet I don't know what all of these mean I had to look them up too Uh Um, and just find that balance where you can still care and 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 be involved um, without getting burnt out um, and just I think know that you know, I think about this some kind of what does it mean to be a Christian and to care about politics, right? And I, I think I, I think a lot about this question and what does it mean to to ask God to be kind of moving and also doing something about it? And I, I think it is really for me that balance where, I'm not sitting by and just saying, well, God is going to come and 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 yeah. fix everything. Um, I'm kind of presenting the extremes of what I think is what not to do and hopes that you'll find a balance in the middle. But I think one extreme is <clears throat> as a Christian and thinking about politics is, okay, well, God is going to take care of it. So I'm not going to do anything. Right. And the other extreme is sort of, well, I have to do everything myself. And I think that balance is just realizing that yes, God is moving, but he's asking us to be part of that process. And he's asking you to be part of the, the answered prayer, right. Either for yourself or someone else and to pray and ask, where is God asking you to, um, to, to participate in, in what he's doing. That's kind of how I think about getting this time is like rest, don't tune out, stay committed, um, and just listen and see how God is speaking to you and how you can, um, be part of his work.
0: Yeah. That's so good. That last piece that you just said, right. Of like, we're participating in the work that God wants to do. Uh, so, you know, this idea of like, what is God's heart, right. For people. Uh, and then what is our role in that? And, you know, I think what you're clearly saying, right. Is that, this is one way to participate in, in that work, uh, is by participating, you know, in, um, in these types of things. One of the things that I think sometimes maybe is challenging and I'm curious to kind of know your thoughts, um, even as you kind of navigate this for yourself, right. Um, is like, what, what is God's heart? And even this, you know, this whole idea of like the going back to the whole common good concept. Right. Um, like it it feels like when it comes to, you know, certain things on the ballot box, right. Things that we're voting for um, it's going to affect different people in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that for, for some people, like that's maybe the hard part, right. Is like, okay, when I think about what to vote for one, I want to think about how it affects myself, Mm -hmm. uh, but then I want to, I do want to think as a Christian, I want to think about other people, but then there's so many other people. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, every policy has different implications for different people. So I don't know, as you're kind of thinking about, even just for yourself, you know, as you're getting ready to to vote as well, like, what are some of the ways that you're kind of framing that? Like, how would you encourage, you know, a person that, that wants to do what what's on God's heart and, you know, wants to like love their neighbor and to care for others, um, but yet knowing that there's a lot of complexity into maybe some of these issues, I don't know, what's kind of the way, how do you think about mm-hmm.
1: that? Yeah. Well, I think it starts from knowing God's heart. You know, and that starts from knowing God and just kind of knowing who he was always looking out for. And when I think about the the scriptures and and the stories and what Jesus did when he was on earth, he was always speaking up for the marginalized. He was always paying attention to those who didn't have anything right the poor and the foreigners and the widows and the orphans i think rather than looking through scripture for really specific answers to policy questions because i don't think that exists because these are policy questions in 2020 and the bible was written before that
0: that's good and
1: i don't think i think rather than looking for a specific answer to some really specific issue look at god's heart and who he was speaking up for right mm. and then think about who are those people today who is marginalized today that's how i think about the issues and i think when you when you think of it through that lens it actually becomes more clear you know looking at these issues and and just think okay let's say we're trying to come up with an example but think about um, uh, funding transit services and yeah. just an example and think about who is taking the bus, right? Even who's taking a bus right now during a pandemic? Maybe it's who people who don't have a car, you know, maybe it's like, I think if you look at the issue and then start thinking about who it affects um, and in what ways, and then think, okay, if Jesus are here, maybe how would he think about it? Mm-hmm. That's how I like to think about these issues from the perspective of um, wanting to know God's heart.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Which then means a potential implication is that even when it comes to your vote, then it's, so. I mean, we should have you on, we're having our class, uh, how to love your neighbor with with your vote, right? Um, But does, would you say then, Sherry, does that mean that there are times in which maybe God might actually be inviting us and calling us to vote for something uh, in a way that would actually benefit somebody else, but actually have maybe I don't know, negative even implications for like our own lives, our own selves? Yeah,
1: I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I would ever sit here and say, God wants you to vote for this or this. But I think thinking of it from that context of who is this helping, right? Who is this service helping? Um, Because a lot of the voting and local policy voting is actually about services. Like it's pretty tangible roads, Buses, yeah. schools, libraries—they're pretty tangible public services, um, and they're also some of it is about um, policy, right? So, how would you like to the you know who who's holding who accountable and how? And so, thinking about these issues just in terms of who it affects, and and like you said, realizing even even if it doesn't affect you, who might it affect? Yeah, um, and. And, and it's true and, and you know you might vote for a tax policy that means I have to pay you know maybe I'm yeah this is actually a really practical example right you might vote for a tax increase well that doesn't benefit me in the sense that I have to pay more taxes but I might benefit from the service and if I don't someone else might who needs it so I again I don't I would never prescribe I'll mm-hmm. you know, vote this way or this way um, but I, I encourage you to think of it from from that perspective in terms of who who could benefit from from this service or this change in zoning code right to allow um, affordable housing to be built in this neighborhood this is actually a really hot topic in a lot of communities we want affordable housing but you don't want it built next to you right that's a that's very common so think about it in that way
0: yeah that's so good i mean i love what you're saying saying Sherry, cause it's such, it's so practical and it's so tangible, right? Like, I think so many times we're always like, okay, like I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor. How do I do it? But it's like, we don't realize like, this is such a tangible way to really care about other people uh, other than yourself. So I think that's super, super helpful. Thanks for calling that out. Um, yeah, no, we're kind of running out of time, Sherry. Um, maybe any kind of last thoughts, um, words of encouragement, anything else that you kind of want to share, things that have been on your heart, things that you've been thinking about, uh, both in terms of obviously the work that you do uh, as a public policy consultant, but even as we're kind of in this uh, very interesting, divisive, polarized kind of social political climate. Yeah, Any anything that you kind of just want to share with with the, our community and our listeners?
1: Um, yeah, well, I I mean, I touched on this earlier, but I, I just want to encourage everyone to, to find the way of engaging that makes sense for you um and encourage you to not tune out even when that's easier right but to engage in a way like you know it's different for everyone and i think just finding whether that means reading the news if you want to watch the debates or not if you want to listen to podcasts or not um, let's kind of realize that everyone needs to engage in in a different way but but to continue to do so and you know, to have those tough conversations, uh, I think conversations with with family and, and friends are are really hard. Um, let's all try to have those conversations with love, um, and 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 grace for each other. But uh, to to continue to to just talk and and engage and and realize that. You know, whether we engage or not, whether we vote or not, this is happening anyways. It's not really something you can sit out from. Um, like a, you know, it's like whether you attended the (laughs) I'm giving this example. It's like whether or not you attend the Seahawks game. It's still going on anyways, right? If you're not, it's happening. The election is happening. People I think sometimes we try to sit in neutral. Mm -hmm. Um and That's not really an option, I would say. It's, it's. I think right now, neutral. um, And I'm not talking about just the president. I'm talking about local elections. I'm talking about every specific policy. Um, Not taking a stance right now, I think, is taking a stance because it will still go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I know that might sit uncomfortably for some of you, um, but um, I, you know, I just encourage you to kind of wrestle with that a little bit it's something i wrestle with too because i always want to hear everyone's perspective and and, right. you know. and i think at the end of the day um yeah just continue to love um people in your life right don't uh shut anyone else shut anyone out I shut anyone
0: out um, i thought you're gonna say don't shut anybody shut anybody up
1: <laughs> oh, d- d- that too, sure. But you
0: know, um, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Don't get anyone out yeah. Just for a you know a, a talk conversation, but see how you can connect. I think at the end of the day, we all really want the same thing. You know, we all want to love and be loved and have a home to live in and have clothes to wear and be able to go to the grocery store and, and, and feed our families. You know, we all really want, um, the same basic needs at the end of the day. And, and we're a lot more connected and, and similar than it might appear sometimes.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Such important words. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I think that is so crucial, right? Especially just given just the climate of kind of what we're seeing happening uh, and how in in many ways, people just aren't able to have conversations, right? We're not willing to listen. We're not willing to to understand each other. We're not willing to empathize with each other. um, I think certainly as Christians that are really wanting to be for the common good, like these things are so imperative and important for us to live out uh, in a practical way. So thank you so much for sharing that Sherry. And um, yeah, thank you just again for just sharing your heart, uh, your, your own journey, your own story. And it, it's just super encouraging to hear how you really get to uh, kind of apply these things on a day-to-day basis in terms of your work. And uh, But I also just love the ways in which you're able to, to kind of translate that for the rest of us, right? That maybe aren't doing the type of work that you're doing, um, but uh, it's, it's clear that there are so many different ways that we could actually engage and participate in that work. And So um, again, just thank you for, for your encouragement. And, um, and just for your heart. Uh, for our listeners, um, hey, thank you so much for, for tuning in, for, for listening. Uh, I, hope you're, I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're blessed. Uh, I hope there's some things in there that Sherry, sherry share um, that are, are really gonna challenge you uh, to think about um, kind of how you could really engage um, in politics and, and certainly at the local level. And so we encourage you, get out there and vote, uh, do the research, do the homework. I know it takes time. It takes energy, but, you know, as Sherry mentioned, uh, this is important work and it's affecting people. And if we want to be believers and Christians and people that are really for the common good, then uh, what better way to to be about the common good uh, than to really take this to heart? So, um, hey, so again, thanks for tuning in. Um, hey, just to encourage you, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, uh, comment, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Uh, encourage other people. If there's anything in here that you felt like, hey, this is super helpful, uh, share it out with other people as well. We'd love that. Uh, But until next time, uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Again, make sure you get on a vote and uh, we'll talk to you soon. God bless.